Episode 27. I know when my nostrils flare. I know when my nostrils flare that I'm starting to get defensive. I've been trying a strategy that I learned recently where when you feel a strong emotion, you step into it and just observe how it feels in your body. When I notice that I feel a strong emotion, I typically have two, no, three go-to strategies, neither of which has panned out to be terribly satisfactory. The first thing I do is try to control the situations and people around me in an attempt to control how they will affect me and in turn influence my feelings. This is at the same time manipulative and remarkably ineffective. I am already planning to write a separate podcast digging more specifically into that idea. The second thing I do is to try to understand what is causing the feeling, what underlying thoughts and beliefs are triggering it. I try to figure out what specifically about myself and my history and my influences and my body and the language and the tone of voice and other people and the context and their personality and my blood sugar and the weather is creating that particular feeling in me. If I can understand it, then again, I can control it. The third thing I try to do is to escape from the feeling, either by denying it because I tell myself that I shouldn't be feeling that way in that situation or else trying to escape it by attempting to ignore it or by distraction. This is in some situations a necessary strategy. It works temporarily as a way to get through a dicey situation that you don't have the time or capacity or resources to deal with more effectively in that moment. But ideally, it needs to be followed up with later. There are endless options when it comes to escaping feelings but there's a particularly sneaky one that most often gets me. And that is trying to quote, fix it. Deep breathing, physical exercise, a snack in case I'm hangry, caffeine, journaling, whatever it is. Most of the strategies I use to try to fix my feelings don't have anything inherently wrong with them. It's how I'm using them. I'm using them in attempt to fix a problem that I haven't taken the time to be present with and understand. But what if those feelings aren't a problem to be fixed in the first place? What if understanding and analyzing them isn't even the point? What if we just experience them for what they are? Maybe having strong emotions only becomes a problem when we label it as a problem. When we notice that we feel anxious, well, maybe that's just that. We notice that we feel anxious. When we notice that we feel lonely, that doesn't have to mean that anything has gone wrong. We can just notice that we feel lonely. When we feel angry, we don't need to try to stop ourselves from feeling angry. We don't need to blame our feelings of anger on someone else. We don't need to analyze or justify or dismiss or ignore or assign meaning to our anger, we can just notice that we are angry. There's a mindfulness practice, and God, I really do hate trying to meditate. I can get behind kale is a healthy thing you're supposed to do, but sitting still doing nothing is the worst. I 
anyway, mindfulness practice of observing your thoughts as they come into your mind. Not trying to stop thinking them, not judging yourself for thinking them, just noticing that you had that thought and let it pass by. Like noticing clouds drifting across the sky. You didn't put them there. You don't try to stop them. You don't have to assign any meaning to them. You just notice that they're there. And when they go, you notice that they go. Now, it's about time that we get back to the topic at hand, my flaring nostrils. I've been practicing, and I do mean practicing, paying attention to the physical sensations that my body feels when I'm experiencing an emotion. The technical term for this is biofeedback, FYI. Anxiety feels like I'm physically contracting, making myself smaller, pulling in my extremities like a sea anemone that got poked. My muscles tense, my breathing is tight and shallow, and I often forget to breathe at all unless I do so very consciously. My head feels like it's getting squeezed. With anger, I feel tension in my body too, but I expand, stand up taller, widen my stance, put my hands on my hips. I breathe shallowly here also, but my breath feels hot and I breathe more forcefully. I've tried this exercise of observing the physical sensations with several other, quote, negative emotions as well. And most have commonalities with their own little twist. When I'm feeling emotions associated with defensiveness, it feels similar to anger with a splash of anxiety, with the addition of the distinct detail of my nostrils flaring. I've been playing with this observation, noting this particular telltale sign, and it's been quite educational. It has been brought to my attention by others that I am frequently very defensive, and so I've been trying to work on that tendency. I don't view myself as defensive. Me? I'm not defensive. They're the one who's being defensive. I'm only defensive because they... Oh, I see. So, the nostril flare thing has been invaluable because it is a very specific tangible sign that brings to my attention the motion that I am currently feeling. And realizing that I am in the midst of that emotion helps me to detach from it. Not to disassociate from it, but to take a step back and have a slightly more objective stance towards myself. Being present and attuned to the physical experience helps reframe my feelings as a situational experience, separate from myself. Valid and undeniable, but I don't have to be locked into reacting to these emotions any more that I am obligated to react to something outside me, like the news or the weather or someone else's feelings. Leaning into the tangible sensations of my emotions does something else too. It begins to diffuse the feelings. This is not the goal to make the feelings go away, but it is an interesting byproduct. Maybe our feelings want to be noticed because they have something important to teach us. I think we already know that when we silence and suppress those voices, they either shout louder or sneak around and try the back door instead. When we stop and listen, really listen, 
those voices calm down. When we acknowledge that they're there and that we're willing to listen, not only do they calm down, but maybe we can learn something valuable from what we hear. Here are two supplemental analogies, just in case my nostril flares didn't do it for you. I'm teaching 13-year-old boys about planets right now. So, out of pure survival instinct, I created a Uranus joke jar, like a swear jar, in my classroom. And then the funniest thing happened. Once they had permission, of a sort, to make Uranus jokes, they stopped. The fun was all in the taboo. The overpowering sense that our emotions can give us is at least in part due to the drama that we create by attempting to avoid them. I've used this quote before, but here's the second bonus analogy. I can't recall where I heard this saying, but I do love it. You're only prey if you run. I experience this often when I'm out running and encounter a loose dog. If I shrink or turn away, it will sense my body language and follow me or become more aggressive because that body language has communicated that I can't handle it and it's the boss. I'm trying to escape. But instead, I turn calmly and confidently towards it and say, good morning, friend, or go home, depending on its demeanor. If it's persistent, I may even take a step or two towards it. Maybe it's time for it to leave me alone, or maybe we can be friends after all. Either way, this sends the message to both of us. And this is the same message that we can send ourselves when we experience strong emotions. I'm not afraid to face it. I'm the one in charge. <laughs>